Well, we thought we'd never get here, but this long regular season and a year like no other has finally come to an end. Welcome to another edition of the NPL Sunday Show. Scott and Adam with you tonight. Adam, how are you? I'm good, Scott. Still uh, coming down after the uh, excitement uh, early this evening at Goodwin Park, but uh, yeah, good to go. It was certainly a fantastic way to conclude the season, and we will start there. It was Olympic FC 3, Brisbane City 3, and this was an unbelievable game, Adam. Olympic two goals clear. Looked like they were going to do what they needed to do. A Herculean fight back from Brisbane City to get it back to two all. Then they both scored a goal in the last 15 minutes to make it three all. And it could have been a City Big Bang could have stolen the game right at the end, and it just wasn't their night in the end, was it? Yeah, I don't know what it is about these two sides when they they get together. You know, when we're when we're in attendance, I know I I think back. You know, FFA Cup tie at uh, at a CTM Stadium a few years ago, which Round just. Seven. Uh, yeah, that it was just mental. And this game, it just brought back memories of that because this was an extraordinary game of football. That you know, uh, with every with everything sort of on the line um, on multiple fronts. And yeah, look, yeah, credit to uh, Brisbane City. They threw out every right to sort of after last week week's heartbreak to sort of you know to, uh, to sort of phone it in. But look, they they tried to the very end. Absolutely. And we'll talk about what it might mean to Brisbane City in a moment. But on the actual game itself, it was a game that had absolutely everything, didn't it? You had had some great, had a great set piece from City with Matt Smith scored. We'll go through the goals quickly. Actually. It was two goals for Costa Saros, one for Tasku Saki, which I know you want to talk about in just a moment. That was the three goals for Olympic. Mm. Brisbane City's goals came from Alex Simmons, Simmons, Matt Smith, and uh, who got the, the sort of, I'm blanking here, Adam. Sorry. Uh, Shannon third, Brady. Shannon Brady. Beggy, but yeah, Shannon Brady to get the first goal, actually. So that was the three goals for City, and it was absolutely everything you'd want in the game, wasn't it? Including the atmosphere. Oh look, let's start. Let's start with the atmosphere. Um, look, uh, congratulations, firstly to Olympic and all actually all the clubs that are hosted and uh, their recognition of uh, NADOC Week and uh, and what I know, uh, Olympic are at the forefront you now as far as uh, celebrating uh, sort of the sort of NADOC and uh, sort of you know, the Aboriginal influence on that. Um, yeah, and, and like Some I said, great jerseys on display as well. Oh yeah, and. Um, 1,300 people estimated at this game, which is probably one of the biggest crowds, certainly since the um, return to football after the lockdown. So, so, so yeah, like I said, it was it was set up um, with a huge contingent from from City. They they had pretty much you know you know, half of the almost half the grandstand at uh, at Olympic. So, so yeah, look, it's starting from there. And look, you, you could just feel in the air that it was a big occasion, and the game played out that way. And the big game players set up as well, Adam, because that goal from Tascus here, absolutely delightful chip there to get it over the top of Matt Symes. Yeah, look, and um, look, Matt Symes didn't do much wrong on that. Uh, that was just a sensational sort of strike by uh, Tascus Akia. Look, I'm, you know, very, very, you know, open saying that I believe he is the best player in the league at the moment. Um, and there's no one, and, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, at, at the ground that, you know, it sort of reminds us of that uh, Shinji Ono. Um, Goal from in a semi-final a few years ago against the Raw, so uh, like it, it probably Ono's was probably a bit better, but um, as far as skill-wise, but look, it was a great goal. You might have thought so. I certainly didn't enjoy the Ono goal as much as I did the Sakia goal, but <laughs> we'll talk about what this means now because for Olympic it was obviously a, a game where they needed to get through the game and get through unscathed ahead of their semi-final next week. But for Brisbane, see, this was everything, wasn't? It? And you could really see that in their performance, the way they came out, the crowd in that corner, got right behind them. And despite the fact they're being 2-0 down, 3-2 down, not long to go, they did not give up, did they? No, and that's, that's the one thing that you, you wanted to see, that, you know, a 2-0 down after 90 minutes, you almost could have thought after what they went through last week, the emotional roller coaster, um, 
you would have thought, you know what, they're going to find in an Olympic. Now, it was going to, it could have been a cricket score, but uh, second half come out, they they came out with purpose. Uh, Jesse Rigby came on and uh, as captain, he sort of led from the front. He was the one that got it, got the ball rolling. You know, his strike, it stung the hands of um, Lockie Hunter and it was Shannon Brady who got the tap in to get it back to 2-1. And then from there, it was just a tidal surge. Um, you know, Alex Simmons made two all and one-on-one to beat Hunter. Um, and then, and then, uh, what we thought was probably the match winner for Olympic where uh, Jez Lofthouse was able to get, get the ball to um, Costasaurus for his second. And we saw it three, two, we thought, okay, you know, city have done everything they could. Um, it just wasn't going to be their night until, until, until Matt Smith sort of uh, what we've seen, we've seen a plenty of times in orange that he was able to equalize with a minute to go in uh, normal time. So I've certainly seen that a couple of times before you're right. And I guess the frustrating thing out there for the Brisbane City would be this performance tonight was absolutely superb. And this isn't what has seen them finish at the bottom of the table. It's the other results throughout the season when they have not been able to play as well to have tonight, isn't it? Because on this performance tonight, they shouldn't be going down. Well, look, I've, I've watched City the last two weeks, uh, at Morton Bay last week and tonight. And look, if they put those performances in, I know the results, you know, at one point out of six, but look, that's the that's the fifth and second place teams, and look to be to be honest, I said we'll, we'll obviously cover a lot more in detail about the ramifications and whatnot on our regular show on Thursday. Um, but look, it, the my summary on that is that at the end of the day, it was some of the insipid results, you know, midway through the season uh, since they come back from the shutdown, which is which is why they're in this position. That you know, because if they show up and play like they did tonight and like they did last Saturday night. No way in hell that they are in this position fighting for their survival. Like they, they'd be comfortable in mid-table. And this game actually probably would been wouldn't have been sort of the spectacle it was. Absolutely, you obviously are referring to the fact that we will have an MPL regular season wrap-up and finals preview due out on Thursday night. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And for now, we'll hear what the Olympic FC coach Ben Khan had to say after tonight's draw with Brisbane City. I'm talking about coach Olympic Ben Khan. Ben, that's an absolutely dramatic game. Then, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, look, it was uh, it's a strange strange one to kind of be involved in in that storyline and and that drama. Uh, for us, it was, you know, I said through the week we had a we had to respect the integrity of the competition and and make sure that we we took the game seriously. But you know, the priority for us is making sure that we've got everybody available for Sunday, which we do uh, next Sunday. Um, look, it was. Um, I think the game was closer than we would have liked. It would have been would have been nice. Um, at 2-0 to have got a third and had it wrapped up so we could have taken the tension out of it a little bit but yeah look look, our players did well they stayed calm uh, we spoke at half time you know the, the result wasn't the priority for us it was it was just making sure that we um, you know we, we, we worked hard and we were ready for the weekend You mentioned you were 2-0 up there was you noticing changing on the sideline there as City started to really bring the fire back up into the game? I think I think the the early two goals maybe played into their favour because it meant that it meant that they had to um, they had no choice but to just go for it and, and start throwing bodies forward and attack and be really aggressive in their positioning and at that point we dropped off a bit naturally at two 0 and given the circumstances and yeah it allowed them back in the game um, look it was uh, yeah a bit too much drama for, for my liking but it, as I said I'm happy happy with where we're at. 
massive crowd here today. Did that atmosphere really help the players out there in yourself in terms of getting this game played? No, probably not. <laughs> it probably worked against us because it was, you know, there was a lot of tension and, and the game meant a lot to obviously half half of the supporters that were here from Brisbane City and obviously half of the supporters that are Olympic. A lot of history between the clubs, but uh, that that the atmosphere and the tension pro- probably um, probably created an intensity that we were trying to avoid that we, we would have liked to avoid but yeah. that intensity does that kind of help you in a way next week going into finals that's almost a finals like intensity here tonight well one thing that a few of the players have mentioned you know since the game is is uh, it felt like a finals game and for them it was a grand final uh, so you know it's a good experience for us and and good uh, uh yeah good preparation going into next week yeah absolutely and you mentioned you got through this game unscathed what are your thoughts on that match up next sunday here against gold coast knights yeah, look, we we um, are, we've been we've been great for you know unbeaten for 15 weeks, and uh, I, I think if we get it right, we can beat anybody. Um, Knights are a good side, good players. You know they're, they're in a bit of form at the moment, but now look, Goodwin Park will be will be rocking, and we'll prepare well in the week, and we yeah we'll, we'll believe we can beat anybody at the moment. It's a good performance tonight. Good luck next week. Thanks very much. Cheers. So I thought Bing had, had to say after the draw tonight with Brisbane City, we didn't catch up with anyone from Brisbane City given the circumstances of the game from their perspective. We did see that they were together out on the field as a group for a long time after the game, though, Adam. So they are united as a group. Yeah, look, that's the one thing that, you know, like I said, they've, they've finished bottom of the ladder. They've, they, they, they um, for all intents and purposes, they finished last and they'll be relegated to FQPL. But look, we'll, we'll talk about sort of in, in the wash up that, look, they, 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 there's not too much wrong with that with that squad as far as you know as sort of especially you know the existing players as well as what they've coming got coming through the under 18s under 20s are very very strong they have been you know they they both they they've been successful the last couple of years so look I, I would think that you know yeah, you know, they they'll go. They should go pretty well in FQPL, and they're probably back straight up in you know this time next year. But um, that's probably the most infuriating thing about you know seeing City go down. They are a flagship club. Um, there's a lot of history that's attached to that. But at the end of the day, they're not they're not ex- they're not exempt from this. That you know at the end of the day, their performances on the pitch is what matters. And like I said, if they had a sort of you know shown a bit more heart and a bit more sort of you know commitment to the cause, you know when the spotlight wasn't on them. Um, that's where they, where they, that's, that's where this, they've ended up, you know, losing it and they lost control. And like two, you know, very, very valiant performances in the end are not enough. And that's, um, and, and that, that's what it comes down to. Like that, it, that's probably the most infuriating thing of all, because this is, it's a very, very good, um, good squad that they have. You now we, we haven't pegged, go to fish mid table, you know, maybe even challenging. So for them to, to, yeah, end up in this position where they've been relegated. It's it's just yeah, an absolute tragedy, but a tragedy of their own making. Yeah, I think I, we all thought they'd do quite well this year. I'm sure that with this playing club they've got, they'll be back up in the NPL sooner rather than later. We'll go through the rest of the round quickly here, Adam. We'll start off with the game we were at on Saturday night, going through this briefly. Peninsula Power three, Lions Essendon you know, goals from Andy Pengelly, Dan Clark, and Brenton Fox to round out the season. Well, for the for the premiers elect now, the premiers. This was, despite being 3-0, Adam, this wasn't really a 3-0 game. It was a game where both sides had a lot of chances. And on another night, Lions certainly would have taken one or two of theirs. 
absolutely flattering uh, result in the end. Look, I guess it's a sum up to the sort of celebratory, sort of festive mood of the night at AJ Kelly. Another, another big night, another big crowd um, there. And like I said, they, they Power had their uh, history of potential football night up there, which sort of doubled as their sort of you know coronation night as as the premiers. And uh, yeah, but uh, look, the records will show that three three nil to uh, to Power. But yeah, look, I wouldn't be writing off lines because it was it was a good performance, but just the end result wasn't there for him. And it was a great night up there for Peninsula, wasn't it? You're right about it being their festival of football. They had Margate SC and Red Reckless City FC, the two clubs which merged to form Peninsula about twenty odd years ago, I believe it was. Now they they came out to play, and then you had obviously the game against Lions, which was the, op- the opportunity to lift the trophy in front of their home fans, and it was fantastic, wasn't it? But the one note I took out of the game was the form of the two goalkeepers, particularly Luke Boyer, and he made. Four or five, so particularly to deny his former teammate Marek Badley. Yeah, look, uh, that, that's the one thing as well is that without without Borian, you know, yes, he did he did concede three goals, but look, without him, it might have been you know six or seven. Um, so, so yeah, he he's coming in form at the right time. Um, at the other end, you know, Phil Zabax, you know, made a couple of good saves as well to to deny. Um, sort of line strikes as well. So, look, all, all the keepers at the moment um, across the, the, the final four, I think goals are going to be an absolute premium in this final series. And, and you can tell that sort of all four, maybe Lockie Hunter sort of was at a bit of an off night tonight, but uh, look, he's been good all season for Olympics. So, um, but yeah, you're right. All, all four goalkeepers going into that final series are, you know, at the top of their game. So it's going to be a great final series come up. But yeah, um, it was just one of those nights last night. It certainly will be an absolutely fantastic final series coming up. And we caught up with both coach of Peninsula Power, Ben Ryan, and and their striker, Marek Mellon. So let's hear what both of those had to say after the game last night amongst the celebrations at AJ Kelly Park. How can we join the the coach of Peninsula Power, Ben Ryan, and the striker, Marek Mellon? Guys, thank you for talking to us tonight. Sorry. Yep. Uh, Ben, a pretty good performance to finish out the season as well. Yeah, no, I think it was important that we... um... We, we put on a, a display and got the points. Um, just so that we win it on points and not this most wins thing. Like was, I think that was important for us. And yeah, we, we played some good stuff. You know, and could have been could have been more. <laughs> I mean, he'll tell you. Uh, Borean's had a great game and, and saved three or four from him. So yeah, we're delighted with that. You said you had a lot of chances in there. You could have scored three or four more goals in that game as well. Yeah, if, if Luca wasn't in goal, I think we might have. Um, they've had chances as well, mind. But um, we've kind of got on the end of ours and they haven't. So when you look at the, the stats, it looked like we've completely outplayed them. But they've had chances, they just didn't get on the end, you know. Yeah, Merrick, you have plenty of chances off. I'm just not quite able to get the score sheet against your former side. Yeah, look, it was, uh, it was frustrating a little bit at the end. Um, like Ben said, Luke had a couple. Uh, Luke had a good game for a couple of good saves. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we won 3-0 and that's what matters. We uh, been uh, we were playing really good, and uh, the bunch of uh, the bunch of the boys we've we've got here this year has been been tremendous, and we've been playing till uh, 90th minute every week, and that's what got us probably the win of the league this year. So three straight NPL premierships for you. How does that feel for yourself to be able to get that done? Yeah, look, it's amazing. Yeah, I think the boys were saying that uh, they were asking me what I'm signing next year, and they'll go with us. So, uh, no, it's been amazing. Yeah, every every year is very different, but you know they all count, and I really appreciate the guys here and giving me the uh, opportunity to join Power this year and uh, we, it was a great journey. Yeah. 
And for yourself, Ben, this is your first MPL Premiership. You've been here for a few years now, seeing the club go from the FQPL, BPL into FQPL now. Yeah. MPL, what does it mean for yourself and for the club to be able to get the Premiership here tonight? Oh, it means everything for the club. I mean, you, you know, we, there's a lot, of, a lot of people do a lot of hard work behind the scenes and the rise of this club over a short space of time, really 20 years from Division 9B or whatever it was. Um, so it's fully merited for, for all the hard work that they put in like from a personal point of view it's it's nice to win things you remember these and I said the lads you just got to take as many photos as you can because you want to prove to people you actually kind of did it you know so yeah uh, really happy and one final one about next week you play the same team lines is that, a, is that a benefit or it's a bit of a curse playing the same team two weeks in a row I'll throw a cliche out here it doesn't really matter I mean but I firmly believe it they're a good side and as we already said, they created plenty of chances today. They left a couple of lads out. Uh, they'll they'll obviously come back in, and um, I think yeah, it's another great game next week. We love a cliche here. Congratulations. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. Thank you. So that's what the coach and striker principal had to say last night. We're going to quickly move on, but first, I mean, we'll talk about. You want to talk about the goal from Dan Clark last night, which you are calling goal of the year. Ah, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. And like I said, and, that, and even with um, Tasker Sakir's goal tonight, uh, I still think this is the goal of the year. Like, uh, and I think Marek Madler, I guess, you know, who just was interviewing, he he feel a bit a little grieved that he didn't get sort of on tap on. But, uh, yeah, Dan, Dan Clark sort of got cleared around uh, Luke Borian and scored from the most acute angle um, out wide. To, um, to to make it two nil, not that was just it was just a sensational goal. But he he's just been a sensational pickup for potential power, so it sort of just deserves. You know, he he, he scored what was seen me a miraculous goal. I still think Abraham Yango's goal for East back in the first week back after lockdown is going to be in the conversation. But we'll find out about that in the coming weeks. Speaking of East, we'll go through the results now of the final round of the season: Eastern Suburbs three, Brisbane Strikers one, Sunshine Coast Wanderers two, Gold Coast United one. Gold Coast Knights 5, Capalabar 1. And the other game today, Adam, Brisbane Raw Academy 4, Morton Bay United 1. Quickly, what would you say is the, the headline out of those four games? Uh, look, of, of those, I'd say um, Harry Sawyer, five goals uh, for um, for Gold Coast Knights. And they're, they're travelling along, you know, they, they're picking up the wins and they're still selling third. And they've got a big showdown with uh, Olympic next next uh, Sunday night. But... Uh, Look, uh, Harry Sawyer's in form. He's, he's absolutely, you know, scoring. Like I said, it was, um, like I said, it was an easy night for him. You know, it was three tap-ins, a nice header and a penalty. But, uh, look, that's where you want your big man to be. And if he's in form, um, again, as I was just saying before, goals may be a premium in this final series. And you want your striker to be in red-hot form. And Harry Sawyer's everything thing about that for um, for Knights. They all count here most most certainly in some great form going into the final. So I'll quickly run through the table now. Adam, Peninsula Power, their top of the table on 58 points. Olympic are on five points, final on 53. Gold Coast Knights, 51. Lions round out top four on 46. Then you've got Morton Bay on 32. Brisbane Raw Academy on 30. East Suburbs, 29. Brisbane Strikers, 28. Sunshine Coast, 25. Redlands, 23. Gold Coast United, 23. Capalabar, 20. Brisbane City, 20. And the difference being there is Brisbane City's goal difference is better, but the tiebreaker, as you know, Adam, that is down to goal games one. Capalabar yeah. won six, Brisbane City won five. Therefore, Capalabar finished ahead of Brisbane City. Yep, and I think um, at least sort of, you know, on social media and whatnot, I think we'll hear a lot more about that over sort of the coming you know, days, weeks, year. Uh, but at the end of the day, the rules are the rules. Uh, and, yeah, City get relegated uh, with less wins. 
controversy on social media. That had never happened. We might completely steer oh, clear no. of that and move on to the MPLW final round of fixtures. And to start off with the game which decided the season, Adam, Gold Coast United 3, Football Queensland QAS 1, Gold Coast United wrapping up their first premiership in the MPL era. We should say massive congratulations to Gold Coast United. Yeah, look, um, big, big news for them as well, you know, picking up that uh, their first trophy as a club in the MPL era. And, um, and yeah, look, the, the, they, at the end of the day, um, they're the most consistent team of, of all, the whole season. Like, them and Lions pretty much, you know, they, they pretty much pulled away sort of midway through the season and they would try to sort of win for win. But at the end of the day, they, they were the more consistent team and uh, deserved the premiership. Absolutely. And just on this game here, uh, game yesterday, we were watching it on the deck up there at AJ Kelly Park, and they certainly deserved the win on the day, even though Football Queensland QS gave them a bit of a scare early on. They did. Um, Georgia Beaumont, you know, you know scored you know, a goal from long range and sort of caught out Castafina, it looked like. And, and sort of our hopes were raised, especially at, Red, at uh, Richlands, that uh, you know, maybe that you know the uh, QIS girls might be able to pull off you know, the big upset, but at the end of the day, um, you know, look, Gold Coast, you know, two me guns, re uh, re Catano with a double, and uh, and look at the end of the day, it was a professional effort in the second half to sort of you know to sort of grind out the win and you know, and take the spoils, and you know they they sort of uh, really enjoyed it, and they should they should enjoy the moment. And enjoyed it, they most certainly did. After the game, James Cott was the coach of Gold Coast, Alex Bandalo, and the co-captains Eloise Fryer and Dee Thompson. Let's see what they had to say after the win over FQQAS. All right, Alex, congratulations. How does it feel? You got the premiership on your home turf? Uh, it feels really good. We, we didn't make it easy for ourselves. We've had a tough year, and as have most clubs, but um, uh, I'm just feeling so relieved and so happy for the girls. A few nervous moments after about 25 minutes. Lots of nervous moments throughout the year and a few in the last game. Um, but if there's a way to win it, the last game, the atmosphere was there. And uh, I think once that first goal went in for us, uh, I was a lot more comfortable that we could win this. And you guys worked your way into this game very well in the second half and pretty much dominated the final 45 minutes. What did you say at halftime? Well, um, and, and, a lot of, and a lot of times this year where we've had a halftime talk, yeah, um, uh, the girls have come out and responded. And that's one of the joys of coaching this team, yeah? Um, I, I just said, you know, like, girls, you've got 45 minutes to do it, to win the, to win the game. If you want to be the best, you have to win the game, yeah? Um, they're a young team, they're a good team, but, you know, and, and the girls just responded. I didn't have to say much. It was it, They knew what was at stake. You do have quite a few leaders in this room as well. Obviously, you've got Fryer and Thompson as your co-captains, but a bunch of other leaders. A brace from Rika Tano today. Talk about that. Um, we are very, very lucky to have a, a, a great cross-section of players. Re, uh, always when we need her, she comes up with the goods. We've got Aisha Nori, who's a W League player. We've got L.E.N.D., who are stalwarts for the club and are fantastic players. We've got young Charlie Farmer, who's 17 and a potential future Matilda. We've got three 17s in there. So even more joy uh, this year is that we have some juniors coming through and we've got a nice cross-section of players. Absolutely. And... Important question, how long are you going to let them celebrate? Because you do still have, ideally, two more games to go. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I think I might put a two-drink limit on it. I'm not <laughs> sure if they'll all comply. But, um, yeah, we've got a job. We, we would like to go and do, do it again next week and the week after. So we've got a job to do. But we will enjoy ourselves tonight. Absolutely. We'll enjoy it. Congratulations. It's been fun watching you this season. And best of luck for the finals. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right, joined by the Gold Coast United Co Captains. Girls, congratulations. Thank you so much. It's been a big season. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We've all 
tried really hard and put it in and finally it's come out on top, which is exactly what we wanted, you know? So, so Ellie, when did you guys start pre-season training? We actually started pre-season back in November. So it's been over like a year now that we've been training or doing some kind of football together. So yeah, that 12 definitely months leading to this moment. Yeah, yeah. Takes a toll on just like your psychology as well, trying to do it for that long. But obviously, you know, we put it in and we got something out of it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Safe to say it's all worth it. Oh, it is. I mean, the girls have put in a massive effort this season between COVID and training and it's such a long season. Um, and we're by no means on paper the best team in the league, but we fucking pull it through. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't, I don't know how we do it, but we've done it. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it feels good. It was impressive. What was it? Seventeen wins from twenty games. Just phenomenal resilience all year round. What went into that? Just hard work. The girls, they all get around each other. We work really hard. Alex Bundelo for a start. Like that's just coaching in general. Is yeah, we're just a, such a well structured team. Without him, we wouldn't be anywhere. And without the girls all putting in every effort, like 100% every week, we wouldn't be where we are. It's Gold Coast United, just in general. Like it's yeah. the whole atmosphere and the environment that they um, like um, have here, which enables us to be the kind of players that we want to be and yeah. and create something that we want to all be here and work for each other together. And yeah, I think that's what makes it different, you know. Regardless of being the best team in the league, I think it's the best club in the league. That's for sure. Definitely. Well. The results say that is yeah. definitely, and just on you quickly, D. Like you had the massive drama mid-season just with the lack of availability, yeah. of course. So yeah. you're able to come back and picked up pretty much where you left off. Great goal scoring form. Yeah, thank you. It was. Um, I was pretty lucky that um, Football Queensland allowed me to go back to Northern New South Wales, play a couple games back there. We actually won a title down there with Lennox <laughs> as well, and then come back. So it kind of kept me in form well enough. And uh, you know, it's um, it was just good. it was just good, and it's good to come back and left off where we started. So. All right, we do, we got there. <laughs> and just quickly on today's game as well, any nervous moments when uh, George Beaumont scored? Oh, it's always nervous <laughs> moments, you know. Like we're always going to have those nerves, uh, no matter who we're playing, and it doesn't matter what time in the season we're playing as well. We're always nervous, and we're always trying to be our best and do our best. Um, but at the end of the day, it obviously shows like the better team won. And yeah, that's and I mean, no matter what happens, like we've come back from worse losses before. Exactly. So one nil's nothing to Coast United. <laughs> We always say the best teams, why do it the easy way? That's right. Yeah, we have never have. <laughs> and, of course, the silver lining as well. You got to win it today in front of your fans at home. So, you know, second time lucky. Yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah, and a lot of people came out today to watch us and it was good to put on the performance for them today. So. Yep, and leave Sunday for recovery day too. <laughs> recovery so. day, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I did ask Alex. He did say, you know, yeah. may have to curb the celebrations just a little bit because you do have a semi-final next week. I will curb them by Tuesday at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. Well, and I suppose the other question, you know, you've got the semi-final. It's going to be Capalaba or Logan. How do you prepare about that? Are you going to watch their games this weekend? We're just going to go out, do our thing, play like we always have, have a few beers after, no yeah, matter what the result. Just playing our game, making sure we're connecting as a team and that's all we can do and hopefully it goes our way. Definitely. All right, well, it's been a pleasure watching you guys this season. Congratulations on the Premiership and best of luck for the finals. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So sort of very happy trio down on the Gold Coast had to say last night. We always ain't the players and coaches are taking their time to talk to us. Oh, James, and we can't be there. Adam will run through the rest of the FQ, MPLW round, I beg your pardon, here. Now, Capalabar FC3, Gap 1, East and Logan drew 2 all at Heath Park. Today, Lions 6, Mitchell to nil, and, the, and there was a walkover up there in the range today between Thunder and Morton Bay. It's a good result. I will go through. It's a good result for Lions to get the 6 nil over Mitchelton. So... So up second and head into finals with good form. Yeah, and I think that's probably the most important thing after they sort of knew that, you know, their, their fate was sort of sealed as far as 
you know, their premiership defence um, yesterday afternoon that they sort of back on track and, you know, come out and tune up with a 6-0 win over Mitchelton. And I think that's going to be, that's going to be, if all going to plan, look, and like I said, both, both Gold Coast United and Lions, they do have semi-finals next week, but assuming both goes to plan, that's going to be one hell of a grand final, um, you know, in a couple of weeks' time because after what we saw uh, – Midweek uh, down down line stadium. There's plenty of fire between these two teams, very competitive. Um, and uh, Gold Coast United may have won the battle as far as winning the premiership, but I bet you like Lions will still want who can you know to retain their their championship. Just touching that quickly, because we were at Lions Stadium in midweek. Lions are a big win over 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 Gold Coast to keep the premiership race alive to the final round of the weekend and. It was a good performance, and it was a. You mentioned a, a battle and a war. Well, that was certainly a battle won by Lions. It was, yeah. And look, that's uh, one thing that maybe um, would have played in the mind of um, Gold Coast going into the game uh, yesterday was that they had just been beaten and beaten soundly by by Lions. You know, they and they had to sort of at least get a point um, out of the game yesterday, and they they did that. But um, yeah, look, I think for both teams. I don't think they want to overlook uh, both Logan and Capalba respectively in their semi-finals because their two teams are capable of causing the upset. But I dare, I dare say that you know there might be one eye on that grand final and, and a rematch because it's one all in the season series, and you know this will be for all the marbles um, a couple of Saturdays' time. We'll touch on the finals in just a moment. First, we'll talk about another team who who lost in midweek to a, to a rival and then had to bounce back today to secure a title. That's in the FQPL with Logan Lightning. 4-0 winners today over Mitchell's FC to secure the FQPL Premiership for 2020. So congratulations to Logan Lightning. And it's third time lucky, Adam, after a couple of near misses. Yeah, and uh, look, the scenario going into uh, to the, this evening's game against Mitchell and going to Mitchell, who were, who were third on the ladder, um, they had they had to win, um, and like I said there there was every chance that this could have gone absolutely pear shaped. You know, putting pressure. The the, the fact is that they've gone twice before to the final round and sort of and sort of have failed. But um, Ugo Maniki's goal in the ninth minute that really seemed to settle them down, and then they just powered away. I think Mitchelton were nothing to play for um, as far as you know the season goes. They get ready for you know a showdown next week with Southwest Queensland Thunder. Um, but yeah, look, that first goal inside the first, you know, 10 minutes, I think that was the, what the moment where I think they, they knew that they had it. And then then sort of uh, two nil at half time. And then Adam Edgar added a couple of goals midway through the second half. And then it was party time for Logan who congratulations them. Not only they are they the FQPL premiers, but also as well, they will be uh, joining the big boys in uh, MPL next season. They most certainly were very much looking forward to seeing Logan lightning at Conubia park in the MPL next season. It was a two goals from Edgar that you mentioned Maniki and Smith on the score sheet as well. And you're right, that early goal was absolutely crucial. If there was any doubt in that uh, Logan Lightning side about is this going to happen threes in a row, that was the thing they needed, the early goal. And it was, one. you're right, after that, it was clear sailing. I'll give you also just quickly a long a long range tip because with uh, Logan Lightning, uh, the FQ, FQPL Premiers and uh, Peninsula Power, the uh, MPL Premiers, obviously the Foundation Cup for 2021, we played at AJ Kelly Park, and Logan Lightning actually have a very, very good record at AJ Kelly. So um, in the in the in that sort of battles, uh, it be interesting to see whether it's a standalone game or a um, or whether it's part of the new season round one. But uh, yeah, look, uh, Logan, I think they'll face their chances in round one or in that uh, Foundation Foundation Cup 
game to actually upset the uh, MPL Premiers. Ferret's looking forward to that game next year. <laughs> rest of the round in the FQPL. Roadstyle Rovers 2, Holland Park nil. They did what they had to do in their end in terms of trying to secure our finals, but it wasn't to be today. Wynnum Wolves 3, Sunshine Coast Fire 1. That secures a, a finals berth for Wynnum Wolves, so congratulations to them. The other games for the weekend, Ipswich Knights 4, Southside Eagles 3, Western Pride 7, South United 1, Adam. Yeah, um, look, yeah, it did there also as well. Rochdale, who did, did so well to knock off um, Logan in midweek to sort of delay, the, delay their sort of... Um, clinching the title um, and they, they did they did their part but uh, look Wyndham Wolves also did their part and went up to up to Kiwana this afternoon a tricky, and a tricky tie which that, that tie as well going up to Kiwana that's probably what in the end of the day is what's cost uh, South West Queensland Thunder um, the the uh, premiership and the promotion spot so that was that was a tricky little tie that they had to negotiate and uh, I do believe that they were it was one all and then Sunshine Coast had a goal disallowed and then two minutes later Wolves went up the other end and scored so a bit of drama that's a change of tide so um, yeah look congratulations to them and look they, they've been in good form especially since the um, since the shutdown and um, look I think Logan if if they, they may not want to party too hard as far as win Premiership because that is a very dangerous game uh, going into into the semi-finals uh, next week we might talk about that in just a moment, but first we've got a couple of tables to run through first here. And I realised I didn't run through the MPLW table, so I'll do that quickly now. But firstly, FQPL, Logan finished top on 48 points, two points clear of the Thunder on 46, and you've got Mitchelson in third on 36. Wynnum Walls and Rochdale finished tied on 34 points, with Wynnum finishing ahead with 11 wins to Rochdale's 10. Ipswich Knights in sixth, ahead of their Ipswich rivals, Western Pride, who finished in seventh. Then you have Sunshine Coast Fire, Holland Park, South United, and Southside Eagles at the bottom of the table in the MPLW. As you talked about Gold Coast United, they did win the Premiership for the, at the, their first of the, in the MPL era. 52 points for them. Lions second on 49. You've got Kapalabar third on 42. Logan fourth on 38. Then you have East, the Gap, South United, Mitchelton, the QAS, Thunder, and Morton Bay rounding out the table. We'll move on now, Adam, to those finals, and we'll, and we'll go through them. Now, in terms of the way we understand them, we don't know the times and dates, but Peninsula Power in the MPL, they will host Lions SC in the semi-final. Olympic will host Gold Coast Knights. In the MPL women, you've got Gold Coast Knight hosting Logan Lightning and Lions hosting Capalaba. In the FQPL, you've got Logan hosting Wynnum and Thunder hosting Mitchell. So there's certainly a couple of good matchups. And we'll start with the, the MPL semi-finals. And they're fixes we've seen plenty of times before, but they're, they're always entertaining. Look, I've said a couple of times uh, this season, and it hasn't changed my mind, is that this is a new season. And look, it's going to be very, very hard to predict a winner of either semi-final or the grand Let's final. Let's save those for Thursday. Yeah, oh, look, um, yeah, but look, even so, I think this is a new season, and it's going to be the it's going to be incumbent on the team on the day to show up and win the game. It is these four clubs at their very best are so close. As far as their ability, their, their their squad strength, no matter what metric you put, these are four sides that I know that basically it will come down to the day. So I think we're on the MPL side of things, we're in for a hell of a final series. And look, I couldn't predict a winner to be honest. Neither could I, but we do have a grand final rematch from last year with Olympic and Gold Coast Knights in the semi final one. So we will get a different grand final this year in the women's. Again, I I can't pick these. All the all in FKL. To be honest with Adam, these are all really good sides, and it's they've performed well against each other throughout the year, and it's just so hard to pick between any of them. 
Yeah, look, um, in the women, I, I do I do think that, you know, if they show up, Gold Coast United and Lions are probably the, the favourites as the home home clubs. Um, look, but Kapalabar and Logan in the women, you certainly cannot write them off. They've both got, you know, a lot of good players, um, a lot of, um, sort of strike weapons in attack. So, look, if Gold Coast... All lines are playing to sort of have an off day. It's probably not the time because uh, those both those sides that finished third or fourth are capable of winning and you now have actually won against them. So, um, so yeah. So and as far as the FQPL goes, uh, Thun- Thunder and um, and Logan have been the standouts. But again, we keep aside. Mitchelton on their day are certainly capable, and Wynnum Wolves have been probably. Other than Logan, have been the form side of um, of the FQPL this season since the shutdown. Absolutely, so there's plenty to play for in those three competitions. There's not a lot we can give in terms of predictions of that because we just finished the regular season. We haven't had too much time to think about the finals. But we should wrap this up by footballers about trophies. We should congratulate Peninsula Power, Logan Lightning, and Gold Coast United on their successes this year. And as at your point, the finals are a different season. Could be anyone of those sides there in these in the finals who wins the grand final. Yep, and no, so it kicks off as well. You know, a, a big month of football here locally. You know, we we have semi-finals next week, the grand finals at Perry Park, um, leading into then the All-Star Games against Brisbane Raw, and then the State of Origin. So, the, the NPL regular season, the longest season feels like in history, is over. But have, we've got a month, a, a month of you know quality football to come. So, you know, don't don't go anywhere. It's gonna it's gonna be a fun ride for the next month or so. Absolutely, certainly not going to as always playing football on here in South East Queensland. And a reminder that our MPL season recap and finals preview, that will be out on Thursday with James hosting along with myself and Adam. We're looking forward to bringing you that. But for now, Adam, what do you say we get out of here? Yep, I think so. So we'll talk to you all later.